Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever episode of the Juan Francisco podcast, a.k.a. JFP. I am your host, Juan Francisco, going solo for the first couple of episodes. Now, before I get into it, you guys might be thinking, oh, this sounds a lot like Sean. Well, let me tell you, this is not Sean. This is Juan Francisco, OBL insider, famed reporter, two-time Emmy Award winner. Don't ask me what for, it happened. And here we go. This is JFP Episode 1. To start off today's episode, I wanted to give a quick breakdown of what we're going to talk about today, today's segments. Uh, We're going to give a recap of last year, including some awards, as well as just a reminder of what happened last season. Uh, We're going to go through quick as who's in and who's out for this year, as well as uh, how many players we're going to have. We're also going to make some big news announcements regarding what's going on this season. And we're going to do some predictions for this year as far as uh, what I expect from players. And also we're going to do a quick wrap-up just explaining some uh, brief news and announcements. So here we go. We'll start off with segment number one, the recap of last season. All right, as many of you remember, last year Seth took home his second consecutive title, defeating Sean's team in the OBL Finals in what was not necessarily the most competitive game, and it was a good ending to a really solid season of OBL action that didn't feature the most talented teams, uh, but Seth's team was clearly uh, the best one come playoff time. Sean had a great regular season, but it was clear that Seth was uh, his kryptonite. After going 5-1 and one in the regular season with his lone loss to Seth, Sean matched up with Seth in the OBL Finals, and the final score of the game was 54-38. to 38. Seth took home the Finals MVP, shooting 8 of 16 in the Finals, scoring 16 points. Also, Will had 12 points on 26 attempted shots. 23% from the field, not what you love to see, but 12 points is still pretty solid. Yoder also put in 10, and Kevin Singer put in 10. TD had 6, and it was just a solid all-around team effort. Seth was clearly the better team in the game. Uh, Ryan Laux had a phenomenal first-half effort. He finished with 24 points on the game, uh, but the other two key parts of Sean's team... Pat and Sean combined for just 12 points, and they struggled to find any scoring from the rest of their team. And uh, Seth definitely was a deserving winner, so congrats to him. A couple of awards from last year, since there was never really a real awards show. Uh, The most improved player of the year, according to Juan Francisco, Will Rubel. Will really came into his own last year, uh, Developed a great jump shot, was also a solid interior presence on both the offensive and defensive end, and he didn't have to worry about being the biggest guy on his team uh, with Yoder behind him, so he was able to be a bit more aggressive on the defensive end. Uh, Sportsmanship Award. Some would argue that this is the most valuable award that can possibly be given out in the OBL. Uh, Former winners include Kip McGuire, Uh, who will unfortunately again not be able to participate this year. Uh, Owen Havik, you know, just a class act. Shout out Hav. Gareth Chapman, the 2015 winner. Real nice guy. Uh, 
Last year, he kind of fucked over Connor, but we'll talk about that later. And in 2014, Kyle Bradley. You guys remember him? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Kyle again will not be playing this season. So, Sportsmanship Award winner for 2017. Drum roll, please. Cole Seaman. Class act, Cole Seaman. Everybody loves the kid. Uh, you know, just a great guy. Started a Seaman Speak. You know, you just love the content that he has inspired, including this podcast, the JFP. So congrats to Cole. Great job. Sixth man of the year for last year. He's won it in the past. Everyone knows that he's probably the best guy that you can have coming off the bench. He's reliable. Some would call him the GOAT of OBL, the legend, the commissioner, Tommy T.D. Dayton. You know, you can't say enough about the kid. Uh, He was sixth man of the year back when Sean's team took home the title uh, two years ago. Oh, excuse me. He was sixth man of the year the year before that in 2015. Blaze took home the award in 2016 when Sean's team won. So congratulations to Tommy D., uh, well-deserved OBL champion for the second time in his career. And, uh, you know, TD, just a great guy. I think it was his second title. Uh, he Correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, second OBL championship, second sixth man of the year, obvious OBL Hall of Famer. So congrats, TD. Defensive player of the year. Former winners include Kyle Vall, uh, Tony Lee, a.k.a. Lockdown Lee, who is now a.k.a. Letdown Lee. Uh, It's very obvious that he and I have had beef in the past, and, you know, I'm not a huge supporter of the guy. But just kidding, Tony. If you're listening to this, you know you're a good kid, and you're yoked. I would not want to go up against Tony now. If if you don't follow Tony on Instagram, that kid can lift some weights. So, Defensive Player of the Year for last season, according to Juan Francisco, Alex Rotelli. Many of you will remember that Evan, one of the most famed scorers in OBL history, put up a goose egg, zero points last year, in a playoff matchup in which Alex just shut him down. He was in his face, he was in his head, he was all over him. So, just for that performance alone, along with just a solid... Consistent defensive effort throughout the year. Alex Rotelli, defensive player of the, of the year for last season. Rookie of the year for last year. There was not many candidates, but it was obvious that the one who had the most impact as a first-year player was Ray Bordley. The guy was just an absolute moose on both ends, setting moving screens like no one else, getting men open, getting some blocks, getting hella rebounds. And the guy's thinned down a lot. You know, if you remember back in high school, he was a big kid. He's still a big kid. But now he's husky. He reached out to me and said, quote, I'm looking to become the new Pat Durant. Many of you know that Pat's new nickname is Skinny Pat. After all the weight that he dropped and all the muscle mass that he gained. So look for Ray to be a solid contributor again this year. His draft stock is definitely high. Uh, if you don't follow him on Snapchat, the kid's looking good. Captain of the year for last year, 
Seth. Seth put together a hell of a squad. Uh, top to bottom, I think they're the best team in the league. You know, uh, they really just put together a solid year. And uh, definitely well-deserved. Uh, let's move on to the final award. The most valuable player. I think most people will agree with me on this one. He was the heart and soul of his team. Pretty much the only guy on his team that could score. Just an absolute monster on both ends. He's a really solid defender. Tough to beat him on the crossover. And he also has a mean crossover himself on the offensive end. That is back-to-back MVP Connor McGinnis. Well-deserved. Uh, going to be real interesting to see him this year in the player pool. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. So congrats to all the award winners. Again, I'll go through a quick most improved Will R. Sportsmanship, Cole S. Sixth man, Tommy D. Defensive player, Alex R. Rookie of the year, Ray B. Captain, Seth B. And MVP, Connor M. Congrats, guys. All right, boys, time to move on to who's in and who's out for this year of OBLU play, the third year of OBLU, the sixth overall year of the OBL. That's six years at the Oak, boys. We should all be very proud of ourselves for sticking together that long and keeping this thing rolling. Shout out TD for being the dankest commish of all time. All right, so just a quick breakdown of how many guys we expect to have this year. Uh, we're going to have about 40 total players, including captains. Um, Matt Fisher will be out after week two, so he'll effectively be a free agent for the beginning of the season. Uh, Harrison is expected to return after the uh, end of June, so he'll be around for the playoffs. Uh, Charlie, Jason Chang, and Tony Lee are both, or all three, excuse me, not working local internships, so they're questionable for this year's play. Eddie B is a maybe. That kid's always a maybe. Love you, Eddie B. You're a legend. Joel Sharico is also a maybe. Uh, his status was probably the most strange thing ever encountered in the OBL last year. Uh, even halfway through the draft, no one knew if he was playing. And to be quite honest, I don't even remember if he did play last year. So we'll see what happens with that. So we have 33 guys that are for sure going to play. Uh, 35 if you include Cooper and Alex Rotelli. Uh, if you guys are listening, we really want you. Please play. You guys are both legends. Both great guys on the defensive end that we would love to see. And both guys that have a lot of offensive potential. Including captains, like I said earlier, we'll have about 40 players. So hopefully we'll get at least uh, five teams of eight. That's the goal for us. All right, so who is in and who is out? Brian Boyle, one of the best players in OBL history, a former MVP. He is in. After a one-year hiatus, Boyle will be working an internship in King of Prussia, so he's not sure if he'll be living near there or in the dub, but we're glad to have him back regardless of where he'll be living. Glad to have you back, Boyle. Uh, also, who is in, you guys may have seen it on the Twitter sphere. Connor McGinnis is in, but not as captain. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. Connor McGinnis is in the player pool this year. 
We'll talk more about it later. Dono. Some of you guys might not know him, but Dono's a class act. A real grit and grind type of kid. One of our new additions to the league for this year. Uh, I think him and Will Hogan, who's also in this year, are going to be our two candidates for Rookie of the Year. Will Hogan, I think, played a game in the past, but I don't know if he really ever played a full season, so we're just going to call him a rookie. So those two will duke it out for Roy this year, probably. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So who's in the four notables? Boyle, Cadge, Dono, and Hogan. Who's out? This is never a happy subject. There's more than just these guys, but these are four notables. I think the most notable who's out. We tweeted it earlier today. Real sad. Cole Salmon. <sighs> Sorry. It's just... Okay, get it. All right. Cole Seaman's out. He's got an internship on the other side of Pennsylvania. And it's just a real shame. Cole, we love you. We hope you come back, maybe make some free agent appearances. Really was on the up and ups last year. Started to drain some shots with that corky looking shot. He made some of the best plays in OBL history last year with some diving saves. Uh, you know, you just you wish he could be back. Jack Carmody is also out this year. Didn't play last year either. Just another guy that you would love to see in the league. According to an Instagram comment that he made on a post that uh, he put on Instagram recently, he said that he might try to play. So he's not for sure out, but we think he's out. Also out, Jake Rice. Just a guy you'd love to see on the court. Absolute athletic specimen, and it's a real shame that he can't play. And last but not least, actually, he's I take that back, last and least, no offense, John. John Brzezniki, not playing this year. Another guy that you would love to see, just a real fun kid to be around. And, you know, this year with us all being 21, you know, maybe we'll start boozing a little bit on the court. But John won't be there to join us, and you wish you could because that kid's fun to be with. So, again, quick recap. We're going to have about 40 players, including the captains. Boyle's in. Dono's in. Will Hogan's in. Cadge's in the player pool. Cole is out. God damn it. Carmody's out. Jake Rice is out. And Johnny B is out. All right, let's move on to our predictions. Ah, before we move on to predictions, I want to just give a couple of news announcements. As I said in the last segment... Connor McGinnis is in the player pool this year and will not be captaining a team. We tweeted this the other day. Uh, I believe it was last night. That uh, DeMarco will be replacing Connor as one of the five captains after Jack stepped down from the captainship last year when we switched over to five teams. He will be back in the captainship. Um, Captain Jack... One of the most polarizing captains of all time. If you remember back in 2016, he made probably the worst trade in the history of the OBL and allowed Sean to pick both Evan and Pat in the first round, which pretty much just handed Sean the championship. So uh, we'll see if he fucks up again this year in the draft. So yeah, that's our big, big news. DeMarco is now a captain and Connor will be in the player pool. And now, let's move on to our predictions. 
All right, this will be quick. Just a couple of uh, brief predictions. I got five for you, courtesy of Juan Francisco. Number one, Will Rubel will continue to improve and will move into the elite echelon of OBL play. Him and Tommy McGuan are probably the two guys that are just quite on the fringe of becoming elite. And I think that Will, with his enthusiasm about this league, is going to step up into the spotlight. I think Tommy's also going to do great this year. But I think Will is going to become a top five player in the league. Uh, behind, of course, Connor, Laux, Boyle, and Evan Locke. I think Will has the potential to fill in to be that fifth guy and definitely be a first-rounder this year. Also, another bold prediction. Matt Chisholm, a.k.a. Chiz, is going to hit three three-pointers on the season. You heard it here first. The kid, I've been hearing he's been practicing a lot, working on the shooting form, and, and I think he's going to do well this year. Will he be Mr. Unre- will Mr. Irrelevant, excuse me? Be the last pick in the draft? Of course he will be. You have to pick him last. It's tradition. But, do I think he's going to be the worst player in the league? Absolutely not. Rooting for each his. Another prediction. Oh, also before I move on, we need to address... Let me know what you guys think. Are we going to keep the three-point line that's on the court... That that stupid Eagle Scout made? Or are we going to maybe do chalk and do our own three-pointer with the 27-footer or whatever we have? Or are we going to do it how we did in the playoffs last year where you kind of have to call your own threes? I'm personally a fan of using the three-pointer that the Eagle Scout made. I think it's going to make more high-scoring games and it'll just make the three-pointer more important. However, I see the argument that People are just going to shoot too many threes if we do that, so we'll see how that goes. All right. Next prediction. Sam Colton is going to be the best low low post presence in the league this year. Bold prediction, but the kid has great post moves. He's been developing them over the years. He's realized that he's a big kid and that he should not be shooting threes and that he needs to get in the paint. He has the up and under. He has the fader. He's got the nice little kiss off the backboard. So yeah, Sam, calling you out. You better be a hell of a low post present this year, buddy. Next prediction. Cadge, a.k.a. Connor McGinnis, a.k.a. Connor M., is going to win his third consecutive MVP this year. The kid's an absolute animal. You know, he's tough to, he's tough to stop on either end of the floor. And he's very consistent. Not many guys can be as consistent as he is, and he just hits those shots that you're just like, how the fuck did that go in? So I think he's going to keep it up this year. Uh, Battling with him, I think, will be Boyle and Laux. We'll see if Evan has the mental fortitude to overcome the goose egg that he had last year, and maybe he can be in the race as well. And who knows, maybe even Will or Tommy can enter that race, but I think Connor's going to take home his third straight MVP. Last prediction, Ray B., the big man, Getting in shape. Starting to learn the game of basketball a little more. He's going to win MVP. Excuse me. No, he's not going to win MVP. That would be fucking nuts. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I can see it. He was really one of the best defensive players in the league last year. And he's only going to get better. So here we go, Ray. Depoy. You got it. 
All right, and last, just a couple of little uh, announcements to wrap it up. There's a potential that the lottery structure is going to be redesigned this year where we're going to have it that uh, the when you get your name picked as a captain, you're not going to be slotted in that spot, but you're going to be able to pick where you want to pick. So, for example, if Austin gets drawn first, which he most likely will, uh, he'll have the highest odds. Um, Owen will have the second highest odds. Um, then there's going to be a slight drop-off, then Jack, another slight drop-off, then Sean, and then a huge fucking drop-off, and then Seth, because he's obviously the best captain, and we honestly don't want him to have a good team again this year. No offense, Seth, it's just, come on, we need some parity in this league. You're not the fucking Warriors. Um... I just think that it could be cool if we do this structure. Jack and I, Jack and Sean were talking about it, and uh, I am a supporter. So we'll see how that goes. So again, how that would work is if Austin got drawn first, he would then pick where he wanted to go in the draft. So for example, if Austin's ping pong ball gets pulled, he could say, I want to pick third. Thus, he'll pick third in every round as it is a snake draft. And there's five teams. Theoretically, the worst pick would be the first one, as there's not really a definitive talent difference between the top four players in the league. Um, not really that much of a talent difference when you drop down to the next tier, sort of with uh, Will and Tommy. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes, and I'm, I think that we're going to make it happen. All right, and... Um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, Juan Francisco, Mock Draft 1.0 will come out uh, once we decide how that lottery style is going to work. Um, and once I determine who I think is going to pick where. And then I'll do another one after we do the actual lottery. Uh, next podcast will most likely come out after the lottery, so look forward to that. Uh, the lottery will probably most likely be done within the next week or so. And uh, we're aiming for a May 17th draft day. Uh, and probably aiming to start the season the week after Memorial Day weekend. So somewhere in the May 29th to June 2nd range. We're going to aim to start the season. Uh, going to be the same format as last year. We're just going to randomly select who plays each other twice, I think. Um, and we'll see how that works, and won't be much changes as that uh, as far as that with the scheduling. And lastly, just a preview of how the podcast is probably going to be done going forward. I think, like I said, I'm going to do one more solo episode, and then uh, going forward, I would like to do some interviews um, and sort of switch up who comes on as my co-host every week. I think that'll be really interesting. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show and, uh, come back again next time. This is Juan Francisco, OBL Insider, signing off.